Hello everyone, this is the podcast Women and Mythology and I'm your host Maria. In today's episode, we'll look a little bit on the symbolisms of the story of Lalopa. If you haven't heard the story or read the story before, I invite you to return to the previous episode and listen to the story. It's a very short one, but a very powerful one. So let's just dive into the interpretation and the symbols of this tale. One of the big elements in this story are the bones. So the bones are the indestructible life force. If we think about it, bones are very hard to be destroyed. Until today, we can find so much about ancient civilizations through the bones. And that is because bones are very hard to be destroyed regardless of time, regardless of what they have been through. And in some ways, the only thing we possess that is very hard to be destroyed, it is our soul. So here we see Laloba collecting bones. She is collecting souls or pieces of the soul. We could imagine that we are Laloba seeking for pieces of our soul, seeking pieces that are lost, pieces that have been buried, pieces that have been hurt and bringing them together and back to our cave. Laloba is the woman. She is the wild woman. The idea of the wild woman as the natural attributes of women, the core, the essential, the fundamental, the primal, the indigenous. She has a very special quality. This primal aspect of women, of the female soul, has a very interesting aspects that I see in myself and in many women around me, which are, they are the seekers and the incubators. They come to my workshops because they are seeking for something. They go through their lives experiencing different things and searching for different things because they are seeking that sense of soul, that sense of integrating one's own soul. So Laloba is this force in us It's a part of us that is this finder, that is this seeker, but also the finder and the incubator. She brings the bones back to her cave. So you could imagine it's also a space of, we can read it as a space within the cave, a space that, for example, women tend to be very familiar with because during our period of bleeding, That's the time we go within. That's the time we enter our cave, that space of introspection, that space of safety, that space where ideas and wild dreams are created, that space of rest as well. La Loba enters this cave, the seeking part of ourselves, enter this safe, introspective, internal, deep part of ourselves with the pieces that have found of bones, the pieces of soul, and places them together. I really love that the bones are not stacked in a pile like a pyramid, but they are placed in a coherent and a cohesive way that looks like a skeleton. If we think about it, the skeleton of a human body or even of an animal of the wolf, it's quite a complex structure. It requires a lot of knowledge to be able to know where each bone goes La Loba has that knowledge, which means we have that knowledge. A part of us, deep, intuitive, soul part of us, has the knowledge and knows where everything goes 
and knows how to bring these different parts of our soul into integration, into a cohesive and coherent way, into one piece, into one life. We could look at the bones as well as parts of our soul, but we can also look at it as pieces of the wild woman archetype. The story, which is based on the book Women Who Run With The Wolves by Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, is really focused on tracking the wild woman archetype. And that's also another interesting concept that I want to speak about. The archetype of the wild woman is like a prisma. It has many facets, like a diamond, many ways of seeing it. As all archetypes, it has its process of becoming, its own journey of becoming. It has its shadow side and its light. And here we could see the skeleton, the bones, as pieces of this wild woman. For example, one bone for fearsomeness, one bone for fearlessness, one for passion, one for the creative life, one for generosity, for deep love, for courage. All these bones, all these pieces of the wild woman archetype are placed together and brought into integration. There is so much more to be said about this, but I hope to kind of gently go through in the next episodes. For now, let's just continue interpreting a little bit more of this story. La Loba sits down and builds the skeleton and she sings. To sing is to use the breath. To sing is about creation as well. And she thinks about a song which is interesting. It's not like she has only one song and she sings the same song for every skeleton. Each skeleton, each woman has their own way of doing things. Each woman has their own unique song. And La Loba thinks of that song and proclaims that song to the skeleton. And the skeleton comes to life. And I absolutely love this metaphor because Think about it. You bring the pieces of your soul together. But how do you bring your soul into life? How do you make your life come alive again? This is what La Loba is doing. She's getting the bones, finding the bones, bringing them together, and then bringing them to life. Many of us are going through life and perhaps we're not feeling fully alive. And this indigenous part of us, which is La Loba, is the one that is capable of breathing life back into us. To do that, she uses her soul voice. The soul voice is the voice used for that deep singing that will shake the ground of the desert. The desert here is the psyche. This is where the story is taking place. This is where the initiations are taking place in this women's psyche. And she is bringing the entire psyche into life. When we see that her song shakes the desert, it means her entire psyche is feeling, is rippling, is vibrating with that song, with that wolf that is coming alive. So when we bring pieces of our lives together, pieces of our soul, different aspects of our lives practices, initiations, past experiences, when we bring that into integration and we sing and we bring life into it, our entire psyche is animated. 
And as she does that, the wolf starts to come alive. And it runs and runs and runs until it transforms itself into a laughing woman. The running free, both in the wolf form and then as is transformed into the woman form. I always ask my participants, when was the last time you ran free? It doesn't mean necessarily it could, but it doesn't, to be literally running outside, either in a city, in the wild, in a beach. It could mean that. But it's also, what does it mean to run free to you? Perhaps it's to lead your life with freedom or to lead a project or to lead a home. What does it mean to run free? And when was the last time that you felt free? In this running, there is also the transformation from creature, from animal, from wolf to woman. This transformation is also an important thing because we are the laughing woman running through the horizon. That is the wild woman. That is a part of us, which means we stem, we come from a creature, a wild animal that leads us back into the wolf as a symbol for the wild woman archetype. Wolves are pack orientated. They love their cubs, their pa- their babies. They protect their territory. They play with each other. They know how to hunt. They know how to survive. They have that stamina, that endurance, that duration, that keeps them surviving until they reach a point they can thrive, either because they found their pack or because they found their land. The wolves know how to snarl or even attack if they need to defend themselves or defend their family, their pack. They also know how to make love and eat generously and share their food generously with their pack. They know how to teach their cubs fearlessly. All of these are elements that the wild women embrace. Perhaps sometimes they will feel very distant and foreign to us, but we could always remember that these qualities, these elements, these practices were given to us, these abilities, before we were transformed into women, when we were still in the shape of a wolf. And the end of the story so beautifully says, if you are wandering through the desert and you are lost and tired, La Loba might take a liking on you and show you something of the soul. What does that mean? If we are wandering through the desert, we are wandering through life, we are seeking, we are tired. And this tired doesn't mean to be a, a physical exhaustion. It could be, but it's not necessarily. It's maybe tired of the modus operandi, tired of the status quo, tired of a life half-lived, then we might meet the archetype. It could be in our dreams. It could be in a gathering with other women. It could be in nature. Sometimes the smallest things in nature carry the most healing and the most profound insights. There are different ways of meeting wild women. It could be through story through the interpretation of fairy tales and myths. For me, it was very much like that. There are as many ways as there are women in this world. So this was a very short 
interpretation of the symbolism, but I hope it gave you some leads, some ideas to follow. In my workshops and in my programs, I unravel much more of the story and of the symbols it contains. But for now, I'll leave you with two questions. Where are the buried bones of your life? Where are they? Are you seeking for them? Are you finding them? And the second one is, how do I make life come alive again? What are the changes? What are the releases? What are the embrace that you need to make to bring life to your life again? I hope you enjoyed these symbols, this interpretation, and I'll see you on our next episode. Until then, stay connected with me on Instagram at Woman and Mythology or through my website, womanandmythology.com. Wishing you a courageous time running free.